Hey listeners, this is your biohacker speaking, aka Katie. If there is one thing I dread, it is walking down the skincare aisle of my local pharmacy. There are just so many options to choose from, and I never really know if something is actually working. So that's why I reached out to Rachel Varga for some TLC and guidance through her one-on-one -on -one consultation. And honestly, there is just nothing better than putting your skincare regimen into the hands of someone you trust and who really takes the time to evaluate your skin type and then give you access to products you just won't find on supermarket shelves. Since I'm on camera almost all the time, I really can't afford to get a breakout or have my skin looking dry and flaky. Rachel's protocol has literally changed the texture and complexion of my skin to the point where I'm starting to get ID'd again, which makes you feel good at literally any age. So if you haven't booked your session yet, then head over to rachelvarga.ca to learn more. Welcome to Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 19,000 rejuvenation treatments performed on thousands of patients. And I'm Katie Moore, a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. I'm on a mission to help you achieve success without sacrificing your health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. So join us as we sit down with some of the biggest innovators in the health space, the movers and shakers of the wellness world, and unpack some of the biggest secrets in the skincare and longevity space. We are Beauty and the Biohacker, and we're thrilled to have you along for the ride. Welcome, everyone, to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. In today's show, we will be spending time with Mimi and Chase and discussing plant medicine and working with our partners and having fun in the process. This could be a really cool recording. Katie and I, we just had a chance to connect with Mimi and Chase in the background. What are you most excited about for today's episode, Katie? Well, they have a phenomenal, like, story of, like, meeting and separating and coming back together. I am so excited to dive into all things, like, related to their life and working with each other. Yeah, and I think we're seeing more and more couples working together. Like, Katie, mm -hmm. you work with your fiancé. I work with my husband because a lot of us are working from home now and it's kind of fun. So we're going to be going over some tips and tricks for maybe working with your partner, how it can be exciting, maybe what not to do yeah, <laughs> and exactly. all of that cool stuff. So before we tell you about today's guests, I encourage and invite each and every one of you to subscribe and hit the bell on YouTube and be sure to subscribe on the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. You can learn all things about Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com and be sure to check out show notes in this episode for ways to work one-on-one -on -one with Katie and I. So for today, we have Mimi and Chase, who are the co-hosts of the Medicine Podcast, who's also, Chase is, they're actually uh, ex-husband and wife who have come back together, which is really cool. And they help others proactively create deep, healthy, passionate, partnership-supported relationships and healthy, conscious lifestyle choices. With her background, Mimi 
as a clinical dental hygienist, culinary nutrition expert, and AHCC educator. She has been helping others prevent disease for over 10 years now. Mimi has dedicated herself to helping others become empowered, active participants in proactively creating a life that they love, including physical health, mindset, and conscious relationships. And yeah, let's just dive right into the episode here. Welcome, Mimi and Chase. It's great to have you joining us today. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for having so us. Much. Fired up to be here. We are so excited to have you both joining us today. And tell us a little bit about your story and, and how you both became interested in number one, plant medicine, because you sell products to do with this, and also your overall passion for overall wellness and all of that. So tell us your story. Yeah, well, we will do our best to give you the <laughs> abridged version, uh, but we're long-winded suckers, so we tend to be a little uh, uh, lengthy when we talk about this story. Um, so it, doing my best, you know, this goes back a long time for us. We're childhood sweethearts. We're from the Pacific Northwest uh, up in Washington State. We fell in love at 15 and 16 years old on, uh, you know, high school buses, and uh, it was it was literally like, Dawson's Creek level um, <laughs> high school childhood romance. And it and it really was. It was it was complete bliss. Um, we kind of followed the mainstream script of life, which meant you fall in love, you go to college, you get good grades, you get married after college. We have a, come from a conservative Christian uh, community, and that is very much heavily encouraged. So despite only being in our early 20s, we decided to get married directly after college. Um, the love was pure. The love was absolutely real. We had zero tools to be adults in, a, in an adult relationship. And after about three years into that marriage, we abruptly uh, decided to split up and, and legally divorce. We went our separate ways. Um, and at that time, there were many things that led up to this. But one critical piece was our physical and mental and spiritual health. We were so distant from anything to be considered optimal, and it was definitely a driving reason for the separation. Um, but with that, we, we went our separate ways. I moved to uh, Southern California, uh, San Diego. Um, I was in a, a financial profession doing some consulting and accounting work and traveling all over the place, working crazy hours. And um, it wasn't immediate, but I eventually hit a physical brick wall, a complete rock bottom, adrenal exhaustion, um, bottomed out my, my hormones. And at 27 was as sick as I probably could have been at that point in time. And, uh, and I, similarly, like around the same time frame, we, we weren't talking, we weren't speaking, but I hit a very similar hormonal exhaustion, like next to zero estrogen. My hair was falling out in clumps. My face was exploding in acne, couldn't digest any food, had a rash on half my body for six months that was completely unexplained. Everything in my body and being was just screaming at me that you are completely out of balance. So we both hit this kind of very uh, low place around the same time. Didn't know it at the same, you know, that we were both going through this. Uh, but once we kind of reunited, we compared timelines and it was like, oh my gosh, we had the, you know, kind of mirrored experiences. Yeah. So call it the universe, call it a randomness, whatever. We both found ourselves independently looking to the holistic health space for solutions. 
I, in fact, left my, you know, very glamorous financial career and started at a superfoods and adaptogen uh, company in San Diego and met an incredible uh, plethora of people and professionals who are out there um, educating and empowering people through the power of plant medicine and adaptogens. Um, some of those that were so critical to my healing were medicinal mushrooms. And at that, literally at that same point in time with no connection whatsoever, uh, Mimi was doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. So I um, had stepped away from my job as a very busy dental hygienist in a fancy Seattle office. And I actually moved back home with my parents, which was a little, you know, shot to the ego at 28 years old, but it was what I needed. It was what my soul was literally just begging for because I really needed to focus on myself. I needed to focus inward. And during this time, I was attending the Academy of Culinary Nutrition based in Canada. So this was an online uh, program. And I was really learning about food as medicine to heal the body. And at this time, I was also diving deep into my studies and research around AHCC. So in the intro, uh, you mentioned that I'm an AHCC educator, and that's that's what that is all about. And I created this uh, food called Brain Hits that was the only AHCC food kind of sold in e-commerce space. And that kind of launched me into the entrepreneurial space kind of organically. And I, you know, wasn't planning on this as I'm still paying student loans for being a dental hygienist. And it was something that just kind of found me and I became very passionate about spreading information and, and, uh, you know, educating people around the power and intelligence of medicinal mushrooms, specifically AHCC. So then uh, that's my love for HCC, and some could call it obsession, um, really led me to diving deeper into this space and actually led us back to each other. And you want to... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we ended up, you know, organically reconnecting through text and through some of these other channels that we'd heard both of us were just completely dorking out on this health and wellness space. Um, sharing ideas. I'm into med medicinal mushrooms. And I'm hearing about this like unicorn of all medicinal mushrooms <laughs> called uh, AHCC. And so it starts this, this catalyzing opportunity for us to just talk about what went wrong, mm -hmm. what happened, what was really going on, empathy, uh, sympathy. And, you know, after this sort of reconnection, we did decide to meet up back in our hometown over the holidays had a really productive, just friendly uh, conversation. And it just trickled into more frequent touch points, um, more frequent calls and discussing deeper parts of ourselves and our, our perspectives. Um, after about three to four months of this kind of dialogue, we did end up at, at Natural Health Expo West in, in Anaheim, California. Um, and we call it, there was some, you know, something in the, in the water going yeah. on or something, <laughs> but we spent four days together and, uh, I couldn't stop looking at her, couldn't stop thinking about her. And, uh, to, to finish this thing off, we, we ended up kissing, reuniting, <laughs> and basically deciding that we wanted to, you know, give this thing another shot. Only months later, Megan moved uh, down to Southern California with me and we kicked off what we call part two with a partial theme on medicinal mushrooms. And then we just dove in deep into the uh, conscious relationship space. I love both your takes on this. This is kind of a weird question, but you'll kind of see where I'm going with this. Had only one of you found like stumbled into these issues with your health and started to rectify that and the other hadn't, do you think you still would have gotten back together? It's hard to say. I mean, we like to say that we would have 
we like to think that we would have found each other, maybe not right then, maybe five, 10, you know, years down the road, um, because I truly believe that we are meant to be together um, in this lifetime. And, uh, but I, I, I definitely think that it had a huge impact on both of us kind of being stripped down to the studs and really having to build ourselves back up starting here first. You know, we have this beautiful opportunity uh, to engage in this part too and to really apply things that we've learned being apart and then now back together. Like it's it's a freaking miracle. Um, But I, I think that us being separated Uh, We can look back now and really see it as a blessing, even though it was very painful and we mourned each other like like we had died, really. We were mourning each other's deaths and it was really, really painful. Um, But now I think that we have the ability to look back and know that it was probably the best thing that could have happened to us because it's when you're on your own and when you're single, it's much easier to really go deep within your soul and to really assess, okay, where, where can I start? What can I do? And not necessarily have to worry about a partner also doing the same or being right with you. And when we met up again, it was like, it was so bizarre. It was so surreal because I, I was looking at this person. I know his soul better than anyone in the world. I know him better than anyone in the world. And, and I was also looking at him like, holy crap, who are you? Who is this bright, shiny new version of you? Because this wasn't the person that I divorced, you know, it was more closely uh, like the person that, you know, we married and like the pure version, like this bright, shiny, pure version, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's bringing up for me this this idea of codependence that is so mainstream in most relationships. It's encouraged. It's actually uh, confused for being. collaborative, but it's really this kind of codependent nature that so many relationships in our modern world are just groomed into being. And it took that break for us to be able to be fully independent, to get the feedback that we had gaps and we had deficiencies and there was nobody else around to blame them on. And so I think that so often our relationship culture almost supports codependent relationships. There's enough, you know, too many, too many men to count where, where they're reliant upon their mother. Um, and it creates this sort of like gap deficiency that, that attracts a feminine partner into that sort of deficient space. And what would appear to be collaborative or co-creative is really codependent. And as people change, because newsflash, everybody changes that, that trickery of codependence, which seems really functional, as individuals grow and change, those deficiencies expose. And if you don't have this completely self-sustaining, independent practice of being a complete human being, you will always end up having these massive gaps in a relationship. So it's like taking this codependent into collaborative and co-creative is this death and rebirth cycle that is really necessary. You don't have to get divorced to do it, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's part of the reason we, we, we choose to do this work is avoid those pains and those, those wounds. Um, but it is this sort of like rebirth process when it comes to just establishing what a collaborative relationship really looks like. Beautiful. You mentioned something that I would love to dive a little bit deeper with you. And yes, this is kind of controversial information. And no, this is not medical advice. 
this is educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, you must seek the guidance of a licensed physician. But I'm curious, did your plant medicine experiences allow you to meet your own heart centers? And then when you came across one another and you had done some healing and maybe were more connected to your heart space, you were then in greater resonance with one another. That's kind of where I feel like this is going, but I'd love for you to, to expand on that heart connection and if plant medicine actually helped you go deeper in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll let Chase start because you have a, a more profound yeah. story as when we were separate and then coming back together. Yeah. So for me, as I got into the uh, niche health and wellness space that we all just love to play in, I'm learning about these things called adaptogens and superfoods and, and really fascinated by mushrooms. I jumped immediately into medicinal mushrooms, lion ma lion's mane, reishi, chaga, um, just fascinated by it all and, and learning that there are these incredible um, spiritual and mental benefits to uh, what's traditionally considered magic mushrooms, you know, this goofy thing from the 60s um, that that has totally gotten a bad rap. And and I was just completely fascinated by it. New people in my own life that ha leveraged these for, for a spiritual development purpose. And uh, I, I jumped right in with reverence, with preparation, uh, was taken through a really beautiful, profound um, uh, medicine ceremony with mushrooms. And it just completely changed my life. Up to that point, I had been full blown, you know, scientific materialist. I had, I, we grew up Christian, but I put um, religion and any sort of God presence a mile away from my life, thought this entire thing was random. And that experience completely changed the dynamic for me. I realized that there is this, this metaphysical thing call it what you want i still don't particularly know how to articulate it but that it was greater than myself and it was it was a connection to other life it allowed me the space to realize that there was more and it literally started to just crack the shell that had been around my my heart center opening myself up to even just the possibility of profound divine love in relationship again yeah. And that night, um, we were not back together. We were still separated and not really even talking all that much. And I got a random text from Chase in the middle of the night because um, apparently I was involved yeah. in that medicine journey. Like he felt my presence or my energy um, or, or what he used to know as my energy. And he, you know, was like so compelled to send me a text like, Hey, you were in this, just want to let you know. And, and, and that was my first, you know, this is the first time that we were talking about psychedelics uh, was when, you know, we're separated. We never had these conversations when we were married. Definitely not. But I was so intrigued because I could see, I could feel even from his text that it was, it was profound for him and that it was real and that, whatever spirituality that he was uh, experiencing or whatever kind of God deity being that he had interacted with was very real for him. And I was just happy for him, but I was also very intrigued. And so then that started a series of conversations, just kind of us learning together and talking about it. And I was like, oh my gosh, tell me more, tell me more. And I was just in living in this space for myself that I was an open uh, I was more like a, a sponge. I was going to say open book, but I'm, I was a, very much a sponge wanting to learn and be open to these different modalities of healing and learning. So when he shared that with me, 
I was all ears and just so fascinated. Um, and then as we've, you know, been in part two together, we kicked off part two at Burning Man. <laughs> and so that was great. That was super fun and something that we never would have done in part one ever, ever. And so we were really starting part two. You know, we made it our own experience. We didn't really go into the like cliche Burning Man things, but we really had this beautiful experience that we got to curate together and then dive a little bit deeper deeper into different plant medicines there. And uh, it was just a really beautiful place to kind of kick off part two. And I, I, I'm really glad that I hadn't, that I waited for Chase to experience plant medicine together because yes, although it can amplify heart opening experiences, I feel like my, one of my earth lessons here is to learn how to fully experience my own deep love for myself without any external, without chase, without anything external, just me. I have the ability to go deep within myself. And so I was really learning how to do that. And I think if I had been introduced to psychedelics before we got back together and not having experienced that on my own, I would always maybe wonder, like, is it this that's adding this or is this this that's making me feel more love for myself? Um, so I'm really grateful that that I was able to cultivate that for myself before we got back together. Yeah, it, it does give you this data point of what bliss feels like, what uh, the divine potentially feels like. And when you have that with a partner, it's amplified. We have used uh, plant medicine as absolute uh, catalyst for our rebirth as a, as a couple. Um, but we also want only to treat them as allies and not as these... Um, recreational tools for um some escape escape yeah perfectly yeah. put and so it's done with reverence it's done infrequently it's done in safe settings safe spaces and the goal would be to have moments that feel like you're on psychedelics without them we yeah. call them magic <laughs> bubbles where we get in the zone of just absolute bliss and we'll be like oh my god this is such a magic bubble and we're totally sober yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> like tell us about the difference between your community when you were first married and like how they handled the divorce, how their reaction was. And then what did that same community, were they also cheering you on when you got back together? Because you're also like going through this Phoenix like transformation where you both in isolation are becoming two different people. So how did your closest family and friends react to this change? And then the, the breakup and the coming back together. I mean, I know in full disclosure, every time I've broken up with a boyfriend, my mom has been like, I told you he wasn't the one. And so I'm just curious, like, were your family members like, you know, like, did, did they like just open you both back with like open arms and say, we knew you guys were going to be back together? Or was it <laughs> was it awkward? Like, what was it yeah. really like behind the scenes? No, it's such a great question. And um, our immediate family, we, we grew up with each other's families. Mm -hmm. Megan's siblings are my best friends. My siblings are her best friends. It, it, it was that intimate. Mm -hmm. So there was wounds. There were wounds. There was scar tissue across the board. No one saw it coming. No one saw it coming. We had, I had planned to live the rest of my life without Megan. There was not a, a glimmer of hope in, in my mind um, or, or interest for that matter for, 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 for a while. Our families immediately were shocked, um, surprised, but love us so much and knew and felt the power of our dynamic that 
it has been nothing but support after a little bit of a transition period. Yeah. Now, when it comes to community uh, outside of our family, because our family are, are incredibly beautifully uh, supporting people, the community, kind of the Christian conservative environment that we came out of, um, it was a harder pill to swallow. The, uh, how the masculine is uh, defined and articulated in that community, there is this like pride element, this ego element that um, would would not accept the level of um, empathy, compassion, forgiveness that either one of us had to take into this part too. Um, the church itself, which we are no longer a part of, was not supportive of the new passions and interests that we had, plant medicine being one of them. And so that community is, is with love at a distance in our life at this point currently. Family is still very intimate, but we have a, a friend group and a community group um, that is so nourishing to our life. And that's that's what we've been putting our time and energy and focus into is, is cultivating those types of connections and being the bridge from the community that we now live and thrive in this niche health and health and wellness space, the spiritual space, uh, the, the brands that we work with, the friends that we have, the other creators, you know, like, like yourselves that we're able to connect with and being a bridge from that kind of mainstream. I mean, we're, we're like kids of suburban America in the nineties. <laughs> and most of those people are, are, doing well, but wondering if there's more. And if we can just be the bridge from them to kind of this abundant space that we all get to live and play in now, that, that's enough. I have a really interesting question. Um, first, a couple of comments. I love that you said magic bubble. And sometimes we can use certain tools or have certain experiences that take us somewhere new. And personally, I love to work with a little bit of magic from time to time because I'm not talking like spells and stuff like that is something else. But just talking about having that like gleeful energy, that childlike wonder and all of that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. So I love your magic bubble. It's like going into your own reality, if you will. I think that's really cool how you said that. Yes, I grew up very um, traditional, conservative Christian as well. Um, I have a really interesting background. My great grandma was a second ordained female evangelical minister in Canada. And then before that, my great great grandma was actually a spiritualist from the UK. So, and I think what we're seeing, especially over the last couple of years, we're seeing some huge human uh, evolutions start to happen and choice points and things like that. And I think what we're also seeing are even new forms of spirituality, which is very interesting. So when I, I would love to kind of inquire a little bit deeper here, when you reconnected and were utilizing different tools that's how I would maybe framework things like meditation plant medicines whether it's psychoactive or non-psychoactive adaptogens for example when you started to utilize these different tools and you healed your relationship and were able to go a little bit deeper and do things together uh, to support one another and kind of crossing your paths and interweaving them on many different levels it sounds like what happened to your skin <laughs> I love this question. I've never been asked this. Um, although I have um, offered this information because it it, it was uh, it was really fascinating. I'll say um, in part one before or 
when we were separated rather not in part one but when we were separated like i mentioned um i was at a low and my face was exploding in cystic acne like inflammatory like every day i was feeling my face uh waking up with a new blemish and i i had no idea why like i was using top shelf organic plant-based all the bougie you know ingredients everything and i couldn't figure out why I swear when I was able to address the emotional trauma inside myself, I swear my skin just started clearing up. It wasn't overnight, of course. Healing is a process. But that was a major catalyst. It was a major tipping point for me. And it's so reflective of getting to you know, getting to the root cause of this mental, this psychic tension that what that I was having up here was also being reflected in my body. And because I was able to really address emotional issues and get to the root cause, I was also getting to the root cause of physical health issues, which of course, you know, the, the manifestation will be clearer skin. Like when you're getting to the root cause of acne or whatever the issue is. So yeah, my skin, I mean, you wouldn't know it now, but yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, profound. So my skin started clearing up um, like crazy. And now I'm finally back to this place where I can say that that was in the past. And I, I'm able to look at my skin in the mirror and be really grateful for uh, it now. But yeah, you're, you're spot on. I don't know. I don't know what you were seeing in, in my field here, but um, yeah, that's, that's very real. And I don't know if Chase has something to add, but yeah, it that's was called radiance that I'm spotting. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's like what I do, right? Body, mind, spirit, energy optimization for a higher level of radiance and beauty. And I love spotting this in people and going deeper as as to how you learned to be in more of that radiant state, which for you is emotional. You mentioned the rash, you mentioned acne, and there are all of these really interesting ties from not only um, an electromagnetic, but also a biochemical perspective right? Because if your emotions are off, you're going to be dysregulated, you're going to be in adrenal fatigue, of course, you're going to have more inflammatory mediators. So it's not like woo, it actually is um, actually quantifiable. Katie, what do you think? I have a couple of questions. So did you guys have the issue where you're like, something's going on with me, I'm going to go to the doctor. And then they were like, we're going to administer 700 tests. And then we're still not going to give you a diagnosis because oh, yeah. we don't know what's wrong with you. Something else is going on. We have no idea. No, we both did. I, uh, as I was mentioning at around 27, I hit a complete brick wall. It's funny. I, I moved down to Southern California. I was like, I'm going to get as handsome as ever. I'm going to work out as hard as I can. You know, I'm 26 and single for the first time. Let's, let's, uh, let's see what this life is like. And I do that just fine for a while, um, pretty s active socially as well, traveling all over the place, working all over the place. And I hit this just physical brick wall. I lose 25 pounds. I'm, I'm, I'm completely jacked, but I lose 25 pounds in about a month. And I go into the doctor and, and I need, I'm like, I need blood work. Something's going on. And she takes a look at me. And at the time, she's not aware of the fact that I just lost 25 pounds. I'm, I'm very lean and, and muscular. And she's like, you're fine. What are you talking about? I'm like, no, I, I need blood work. I need, and something's going on. I'm very low energy. I was anemic. My bones hurt. I passed out in my condo just one random Saturday afternoon. Um, and so she very hesitantly um, 
writes me a, a, a note to get into the, to the hospital to do some blood work. Well, my, my hormones are all over the place. It actually got to the point where my cortisol and I, I did some saliva testing. My cortisol was actually low because it had, it had bottomed out. It had been so high for so long. My sex hormones were completely depleted. I'm sitting there at 27, like, wow, is this it? Is this the, is this my future now? Am I going to have to look into like some level of replacement therapy or something? And it was zero support from, um, that doctor. She wanted to put me in like a, like a lab experiment and, and more blood work. And, and I scrapped that just, it was my own intuition. I went straight to the oddly enough, like podcasts, Sean Stevenson, Ben Greenfield, uh, Mind Pump Media, my community that I'd started to hang out with here in San Diego, Drew Canoli, who's the founder of Organifi, uh, was a friend. And we started to just look at this thing more holistically. And I kind of nurtured myself long. It was long. <laughs> it wasn't quick. Uh, kind of nurtured myself out of this valley. But it very deeply resonates to hear that, like, were you getting no answers from tr the traditional route? I've gone in with like, I had almost an identical experience to you with having to use like podcasts and, you know, and at the time I discovered biohacking, no one was talking about this stuff. It was like, you had to dig around. Right. But I remember going to my doctor and being like, I'm having these weird things where I'm like 25 and I'm having brain fog. They're like, let's write you seven prescriptions. And I was like, I don't want like what's actually happening is this normal and it's like totally normal just bring these in you'll get your prescriptions just take it for the rest of your life and you'll be fine i'm like there's got to be another way yeah. and so i went down that same rabbit hole of like discovering bulletproof coffee and discovering you know the medicinal mushrooms that you were talking about and and all these other new ways of living like hot and cold therapy and things that like seems so simple on the surface, but have such a profound impact. Yeah. yeah. I know Megan similarly has, has a story and, and mushrooms and AHCC specifically have been such an ally mm -hmm. in this process, not just to heal, but for lifestyle, for, for mm -hmm. maintenance and prioritizing those allies, those plant allies as, as a part of your lifestyle. Um, not just when, you know, fix the roof when the sun is shining type, type analogy um, is really what we adopt and, and preach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a similar story, which uh, it's just mirrored to Chase. So I won't go too deep into it, but um, yeah, it, it's, it's really frustrating. I hear from women all the time who are like, I feel awful, but my doctor said my labs are fine. They said that they're normal. And so what I <laughs> then, you know, I, I try to do is, is turn them back to their own intuition. Like no homegirl, you feel awful. That's something that's communication from your body. That something is out of balance and you need to listen to that because you are not a statistic. You are not a medical range or a diagnosis or a whatever fill in the blank. Listen to your body and um, then kind of going deeper into like the ranges that they're looking at are not optimal ranges. You, know, you could be on the low end of normal and feel like crap. And the doctor says, oh, no, you're in the normal range. So that's, you know, no, no problem there. But you're still feeling like horrible. So yeah, I mean, a lot of what we do now is turning people back to their own intuition and being their own health advocates. Like we all have to be our own doctors, love medical professionals, but we all have to take that responsibility for ourselves. And, and most of the world I think is, is waking up to that, that you can't expect someone outside of yourself to keep you healthy, to work for you like your own body will work for you. No one works harder for your body than your body does. Um, and so like turning people back into their innate 
intuition rather than being like, nope, you don't know. Listen to me. I'm the expert. So, um, you know, I, I could go on and on and on. Obviously, I get a little fiery about it, but it's something that we're very, very passionate about. Well, and it, uh, the coolest thing about it is, is it's this hermetic principle, this idea that as above, so below, as within, so without. It, it, it's not just your personal health. It's your perspective. It's your relationship. It's the way that you uh, choose your occupation or your purpose in life. It's this deep internal connection with yourself and if you can start from the inside, it will it will replicate on the outside. Let's stop outsourcing what we should do, how we should do it, who we should talk to, who our authority is. Our authority is right here. It's like mm -hmm. just literally inside of you. And, in that, and that translates to every lane of your life. We're in a time where we are being inundated with messages such as trust the experts. They know best. <laughs> trust the experts. It's on repeat and it's being done to program us to take us away from our own innate knowing and restoring and, and sovereignty, the whole topic of so I know you guys know what I'm getting on. Um, <laughs> so a couple of the things that I was curious to hear, because a lot of times we see, uh, you know, very Western trained allopathic practitioners, but the rock star practitioners are those with the MD backgrounds with also the functional medicine. So if you're looking for practitioners, see if you can find two, like one that blends the best of both worlds in my professional opinion, because they're going to be able to, to lend uh, you more tools out of their toolkit. I'm curious if you guys ever had live blood cell analysis, because live blood cell, cell analysis isn't often done in the Western sense, say when you go see a primary care physician. And I I can tell you a lot as as to what a load of bacteria is floating around in your blood that's going to be literally taking your energy, literally like this like thing in your body that's taking your life force. And also, there usually isn't the conversation around what types of toxins are you exposed to in your home, such as mold. How are you actually? How are you eating? Are you eating in accordance to what your DNA and epigenetics wants? How are your skin and self-care beauty products maybe contributing to your overall toxic load, if you will? And then, of course, there's the concept of EMFs and this electrical and now AI interference. So we really have to make sure we are listening to ourselves, putting up those walls of protection and calling that protection in on the daily because personally I've had issues with this even just very recently. So wanted to put that warning out there. And also if you're like, oh, I've never, you know, used uh, plant medicines and certain aspects, it might not be for everybody because there are some things you need to do to make sure that you are uh, properly protected so that you don't actually become a sponge because there's a lot of things that will kind of want to like check you out, if you will. And that might not actually be in your highest good. So uh, definitely that's kind of like a whole other topic. But Katie, I would love for you to nerd out with maybe and Chase here. Uh, because you have a lot of friends in the mushroom space, the foraging space, the tincture space. So I'd love for you to geek out for a hot second and we'll switch gears into the more biohacking. I have yet to come across something like AHCC. I think it's it comes from shiitake. Is that correct? Can you just go into mm -hmm. like what makes this such a miracle mushroom? And like, how do you guys, you know, incorporate it into your daily lives? 
Yeah, I, I love this question. I could I could talk about it for hours. Um, so AHCC stands for active hexose correlated compound. So in and of itself, it's not a mushroom. So sometimes people will say like, oh, the mushroom AHCC. It actually comes from, like you said, shiitake mushrooms. So it is a cultured mycelial product from shiitake mushrooms. And the mycelia is the part that's underground that we don't see. So if you're looking at a mushroom in the grass, you're looking at the fruiting body. But what's underneath is the mycelial network. And this is really what makes up our earth and our forests. Mycelia is like the combination of the neural network and the immune system had a, you know, a love child. And that's what basically is providing nutrients and information for the fruiting body that's able to sprout up through the grass. It's also sending and receiving information to the nearby flowers, plants, trees, and things. So it's very, it's very much encouraging of a community, right? So thinking about those benefits of the mycelia, when you consume AHCC, you are literally gifting that intelligence to your body. So um, on a more like physiological level, uh, what it's doing inside my body is actually increasing the uh, amount of immune cells that really regulate most of our body's physiology. And it's also increasing the communication between those cells. So if you're thinking of your immune system kind of like an army, like an analogy using, uh, using this analogy, you've increased the amount of soldiers by up to 300 to 800%. And each one of those individual soldiers, those immune cells, now has a 5G satellite radio and is able to communicate to every single other immune cell the way that our bodies were intended to. So what I like to say is AHCC is not just like all other mushrooms that we talk about, as I mentioned before, it's not bringing anything into your body that your body doesn't already have. It's amplifying the magic that exists already within you, just like psychedelic mushrooms do, right? It's not adding anything to my psyche. It's illuminating what is already there. So AHCC does that for uh, the body on a physiological level. It's really bolstering your entire body. Yeah. This, this one thing I'll add is like, there are mycelium products in the marketplace when it comes to mushrooms. And most of the time, what you're getting is you're getting a, a host of mycelium, maybe a little fruiting body, but you might be getting grain, you might be getting starch, these growing mediums that they're, um, you know, sprouting from. And it's sort of this kind of like quicker process of going through, you know, mushroom supply chain to get it to market. The thing that makes HCC so freaking unique is that there is this patented long drawn out extraction process of the mycelium so that it is pure mycelium. It, it is a beautifully uh, effective product. In fact, you know, one of the, one of the immunomodulating staples of even just the fruiting body of mushrooms are, are beta glucans. And in AHC specifically, there are alpha glucans that when it's extracted in this pure form, it's, I think it's a thousand times the efficacy of, of beta glucans. Yeah, they're more uh, bioavailable for the body. So we have more of the enzymes available in our body to actually break down and extract the goodness from those alpha glucans. So Chase mentioned the, the word immune modulating. And uh, one of the questions that I get a lot is, okay, if it's an immune booster, people use that word. Oh, it boosts your immune system. 
is it okay for people with something like autoimmune disease? Because they don't need an immune booster, right? And I, I have to do a little bit of education here, a little bit of correction, because it's not actually an immune booster. It is modulating and normalizing or balancing the immune system. So it's literally giving, giving your body more intelligence to be able to regulate what's going on here. What does this person need? Is it running too hot, like in the form of, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or something? And do we need to cool things down a bit? Or or in the case of maybe cancer or HPV, are things running a little too low and we need to, you know, raise it up a little bit. So HCC is able to have that immune modulating effect in the body, which is so powerful. So when I list out the, you know, laundry list of chronic and acute conditions that HCC is, has been shown effective for, you know, it's everything from autoimmune disease, HPV, cancer, skin issues, uh, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, things like that. And so someone will look at that and be like, wow, this really sounds like a miracle drug or a miracle pill or whatever. And they'll kind of like poo-poo it. And it's like, no, it's because it's adding that intelligence to your body. And then your body is able to go in and heal what it needs to heal and do what it needs to do. So AHCC doesn't act directly on the problem or condition in your body. It's it's a it's a human body supplement. And then your body is able to do what it's meant to do, which is heal. I'm going to brag about this girl for a minute because she got so <laughs> passionate about this when she discovered it. Um, that And it's extremely rare. She actually flew all the way to Japan uh, to the source to meet the people who are curating this, who are uh, going all the way to the source of the supply chain, getting to know every step of the way, wanting to see how it's manufactured and processed to ensure that it's completely authentic. And uh, so much so that, that you know, we've actually been able to have our own product off of it, which is, which is rare. Uh, but this girl is bringing this phenomenal mushroom unicorn uh, to the mainstream, which, which is super exciting. Does it synergize well with anything else that do you blend it with like cacao or other mushrooms to like even amplify those effects higher? Um, it, it blends really nicely with all sorts of different things. So there's no real like contraindications. Um, I like to, you can just take the capsules like we have. We take them first thing in the morning. You can also open up the capsules and uh, mix them into whatever elixir you like to drink in the morning. You can mix it up into smoothies, things like applesauce, yogurt for little kids. Um, it's great not only for people who have systemic conditions and, and chronic issues that they're trying to get to the bottom of. Um, it has this really nice normal and balancing effect there. But also for, for someone like Chase or I, we're generally healthy. We don't have any systemic issues, but I want that intelligence in my body year round. <laughs> so that I, when I do come into contact with bacteria or viruses or toxins or stress, right? So it has, it also has the ability to kind of regulate and normalize inflammation and cortisol levels for the body, which you all know, we all know here that that directly impacts the immune system. And then we're at a disadvantage when we do come into contact with whatever wants to harm us or live in us, right? And so HCC provides that raised intelligence year round. So to answer your question, yes, you can blend it with all sorts of different things. We do all the time. It has sort of a an earthy, a little bit bitter taste, but it's really, really not bad. And it blends really nicely into a lot of different things. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking to us about the products that you're making, your story. This has been a very captivating episode for me to be a part of. And thank you so much for extending to our community here using promo code beauty for 10% off over at themedicine.com forward slash products. Mimi and Chase, how can people find you? How can people work with you? And learn more about you. Yeah, we you can always go to themedicine.com. Uh, medicine does not have an E on the end right away. You know, it's a different type of medicine. Uh, I also hang out quite a bit on uh, Instagram, Mimi underscore the medicine. And then I'll let Chase share his, but we also have a podcast called The Medicine Podcast. Yeah, check us out on The Medicine Podcast. Uh, my Instagram handle is the underscore Chasen underscore one. Um, and super, we, we love feedback. Uh, we interact with pretty much anybody and everybody that comes across, um, our platforms. So whether that's relationship work, whether that's more of our story, we work with a ton of phenomenal brands in the adaptogen superfood kind of, uh, holistic lifestyle space. Uh, so happy to be concierge or liaisons, if you will, uh, to some, to some more conscious ways of living. So hit us up. Lovely. Well, learn more about Chase and me. Amy in the link below in this episode and learn more about Katie and I over at beautyandthebiohacker.com and check out our favorites page for our top biohacks and special affiliate links and promo codes to help support the show here and all the free content that Katie and I love to provide to our community here. We, we probably have more fun than you think we have actually <laughs> and also to help save you some money. So thanks everyone for joining us here today and does anybody have any closing words? Be your own best health advocate. <laughs> appreciate you and appreciate this community so much. Uh, it's just a start of hopefully a fruitful relationship. Thank you guys so much for tuning into Beauty and the Biohacker today. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a comment or share it on your social media account and we'll give you a shout out. And don't forget to head over to beautyandthebiohacker.com to check out all our episodes and our favorites page where we include our curated list of products with special discount codes just for you guys. And while you're there, sign up for our newsletter because we're sharing some exclusive content and give ways you won't want to miss.